Hey, hey, welcome to Pretty Corrupt Podcast, your inside guide to celebrity scandals and the reality of reality TV. I'm Jordan Ross Myers, the man behind Twitter's notorious Don Gunvalson and Lee Radswell, along with my co-hosts here, Stacey Noel Connor and Nate Safer. This week, we're taking you inside the latest on pump rules and Tom Sandoval's concert flop, the ironclad prenup and Kevin Costner's bombshell divorce, Gwyneth Paltrow comparing Brad Pitt and Ben Affleck in bed, and the coronation from royal side chicks to the Real Housewives connections. Ahoy! I was going to say top of the morning, but I don't know if that's a British thing or an Irish is. thing. Oh, that's oh, that would be oh yeah. Let's not go there. The, yeah, yeah. people would yeah. be mad. Would, no, yeah, just go with Cheerio. Cheerio. Cheerio is yeah. pretty. Pretty yeah. <laughs> Hello, governor. (laughs) Yes. Let's just go ahead and insult the entire island. Let's go for it. Keep going. I I mean, I feel like we do that on almost a weekly basis. So insult the British. I think we've discussed on here how my Irish accent and pirate are, they're the same thing. And when I try to sound Irish, I like, it ends with like, arg, matey. They're like one and the same. To me. I didn't know you had any accents. No, I don't. Well, except well if, for, his, if his pirate and his Irish are the same, he does not have any accents at all. Yeah, no. But when I try to sound like a Irish, like they just become one to me, and I don't know the difference in my head. I can't do them separately. Like, oh, oh, God! I was going to say top of the morning, and they said ahoy. <laughs> so that's how my weekend's going. <laughs> same same uh, I've been watching a lot of Love Island so all I hear is like you're right babes and mm-hmm. want to go for a chat <laughs> like, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's good I like that I, I, I got skills I got, I got accent skills but at the same time I don't know where a lot of the British accents are <laughs> from in places so I'm just like I don't know I don't know where they are. So, but yeah, that, yeah, I mean, I think that's a little bit more Essex because I did watch a lot of The Only Way is Essex during lockdown. Uh, it's, otherwise, it's called Towie or Towie. I don't know. Um, but yeah, mm. uh, th- a lot of them are like, they're like, um, and that's what's so funny is that the British, they'll go, um, you're all right. You're all right. And that's their way of like saying hi. And I was like, what, what is this whole, like, you're all right. And then I was thinking about it recently and I go, oh, it's kind of the equivalent of like, we say, how are you doing? Mm. Like, you're all right. But the way that they ask it is like very much like, are you all right? Like, yeah. are, you, are you okay? Like, yeah, I'm fine. Like what's, what am I, am I, do I look wrong? Like what's going on here? No. It's like, you're right. It's like, babes. They're from Essex. It's like babes and like talking through their teeth. Like they, some people, they don't say the TH. It's like teeth. I'm like, oh, no. Someone tried shaming me once on, on Twitter because it's, it's, it's I thought. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah Your accent was very. I was, you, as soon as you started talking, I'm like, who does she sell? Uh, Adele. It's Adele. Oh. Yeah, someone tried shaming me on Man. Twitter once because I thought Simon Van Kempen from, I referred to his British accent. I guess he's Australian. Yeah. And these people were like, oh, like trying to make me seem like like an idiot. But I was like, whatever. 
from jokes on them. You can't be shamed. <laughs> right. <It's> possible. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're you're responding to my tweet multiple times, boosting me in the algorithm. Keep it coming. Keep it on. Keep let's keep going yeah. for it. Go for it. I'm all so, good. Yeah. You know who should feel a ton of shame, especially, I mean, all around. But, I mean, this weekend, now he's facing the consequences. Thomas Sandoval. (laughs) Do you you think he's capable of shame? I know. No, I don't think so. I mean, like, obviously, Scandoval. There's no shame. For him, there's no shame with Scandoval. I I really don't think he has any regrets. But now he's dealing with the financial repercussions of it because his shows are empty. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, the that post from Tracy Morrison on Instagram. Uh, nobody follows her. It's Tracy with an I E. Tra- Tracy Morrissey. Sorry, I think I said Morrissey. Mm. Tracy Morrissey. She posted. She, she was like basically like I went to the show so you don't have to. And she mm. <laughs> she filmed it and it was just it is so bad. I feel so sorry for the musicians though. Like there's like. 20 people maybe at this place. There's empty, empty seats. And he's wearing this, he's wearing this blazer, this black blazer with these neon green lightning bolts on the lapel. And my first thought was, oh, did your, grand, did your mother's retirement play, pay for that overpriced blazer? Like, mm-hmm. you, you're such a, or did it pay, or did your mother's retirement pay for your roids? Like, I don't know. Like, because yeah. his body's like, really banging right now, but you also know that's kind of because um, Ariana's new piece, his body's really banging. So. <laughs> oh yeah, her boyfriend. We've seen his muscular life. I'm not going to call him her boyfriend. I'm going to call him her rebound because mm. I think uh, that's I, I her mean, Did you not see video of her dropping him off at the airport? That's love, evidently. Oh, come on. We all know that's... According to TMZ. That is the beginning of any relationship. That is the, we're showing the best parts of ourselves by dropping each other off at the airport. That does not happen nine years in. Like, come on. That's not love. That is, that's, that's endorphins. That's, uh, that's bonding. I, I, that's oxytocin. I worry for this because they are traveling together now. Like she went, she took him to New York. Yeah. And they went shopping. I don't know. She bought him. They were leaving Louis Vuitton. And I was like, did she buy him gifts? Because this is like another toxic. Because I don't, because also like you just kind of like, I don't know the guy at all. But again, I don't know the guy. Like he could take her for a ride. He could just be like, let's ride this, uh, this wonderful, because he's a fitness influencer. So that's why I'm like, I don't know. Like he's hot. I'm like, take, take him for a ride, take his dick for a ride. But like, let's not get serious about this guy. Like you were in a nine nine year relationship with. I don't even know his name to be honest. Daniel, Daniel? Y. No. Oh, what did I think his name is Henry? Um, yeah. you were close. You're pretty close. I'm a big fan. I, the thing I'm a big fan of him is is that he does leg day. He's got great legs, so yeah, I, I appreciate a man who day. does like yeah, a man who does not skip leg day. I am all about. Mm. Yeah, that show was like empty, empty. Did you see they were buying, they were offering, they had to like tweet and post on Instagram, like the venue. It was in Long Island. They were tweeting like and emailing the people two for one tickets. 
Like basically trying to give like them they need, away. They need to do more than that. They need to do four four for one tickets. Yeah. You know, you know that Tom Sandoval was like selling this idea of his of his cover band as like this elevated cover band. Like we're not just going to be doing weddings and bar mitzvahs and fiftieth you know wedding anniversaries. Like no, we're not doing corporate events. We're 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 an upscale. We're an electric cover band. Like we're gonna we're gonna. We're going to be that cover band that gets arenas and stadiums. And he probably has this whole idea of like who he is. And he's not it. He never has been. Like, no. no. He, he doesn't see him. I think this is a line from like Grey Gardens, the HBO version, like with Drew Barrymore, the fictional, or, you know. But it's something like says they say to Little Lady, you don't see yourself the way the outside world sees you. Mm. And what Tom Sandoval sees in his head, this rock star legend, like whatever he thinks he is. No, <laughs> no. He's, it's embarrassing. I don't know what I was expecting. Like I knew he had a band. Uh, I don't, I wasn't expecting like all this incredible original music, but when I saw that video and he was doing aha's take on me, I'm like, ah, yeah. Wedding band. Cool. Okay. And not Mm -hmm. like you said, not a good one, Mm -hmm. but that, that, that video was just the, I, I, the way it was cut together was perfect. Like it was just performance, 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 and then slowly pan to an empty club or venue, whatever the hell it was. And that's a big loss when you think about it, like financially, because he has just the travel for that. I mean, they didn't, they didn't break even the van. I don't know what their contract arrangement is, but the, I don't know how many people are in his band roadies. They put out thousands of dollars to fly him and his band in and schlep all that equipment, et cetera. And yeah, they didn't break even. Look, grandiose narcissists are not the most financially stable or acute people mm. out there. You're looking at two of them right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think actually three of them. It's like, let's three of them. <laughs> I see three on this screen. Three people. <laughs> three. But yeah, he, the way like he talked about like how he paid for all his band members and he's just like putting out all this money all the time to seem like the big guy. And like, we got his, even on the show when he talked about when they're, their sofa guy quit and he was just like, did you throw some money at him to like do it? And the manager Brett goes, absolutely fucking not. Cause he's like, mm-hmm. no, like it's, this is not, no, you, you don't have this money, dude. You don't have this money. Don't, stop throwing money at things. You gotta, you are, you are pound foolish and p- penny foolish as well. Like, yeah. I mean, that was even before Scandaval broke just earlier this season, that was an issue. His mm-hmm. spending is um, basically pumped all that money into this business that he's distracted from and now throwing his money, his budget towards his vanity project. That's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. It's not, yeah, I mean, I don't know what his end game with this uh, band is because it's a cover band. There's not going to be an album. It, there's no end game. It's just all about his ego. It's yeah. just about validation. It's he needs he needs to feel like a rock star. Yeah. So he's buying a he, yeah he bought a band. I wonder if you know now that I think about it. I wonder if these venues were putting him up or if he was. Oh God, no! I don't think so. Yeah, 
So he didn't. Yeah, I'm guessing now that the more I think about it, that he's out money from that show. Yeah. I don't think the venue would put out nobody's twenty story, forty thousand dollars up front. Yeah. I mean, it, I don't know the music industry. I just like I know from what I watch on documentaries. But like a lot of you know bands at the beginning, they're schlepping around in a you know in vans taking their own stuff, going from club to club, just lucky to like, you know, get paid in more than just beer, you know, just while they build a following and stuff like that. So like, if you're flying out to long Island, like to do a show and schlepping all your equipment and instruments and everything out, he's got a big band. Like that's expensive. That, that, that venue is not paying for it. No. Mm -mm. What do you, what do you think the chances were that Dina Lohan was there? It's a, it's a venue in Long Island that sells alcohol. There's like 80% chance Dean Lohan's mm-hmm. there. There would have been more people there then. Yeah. We would just have considered a 10 in. Yeah, just Lohan's. Yeah, to this Lohan's day, alone. Dina has to this day, Dina has not responded to our requests. It's rude. I know. And these are like text and call. <laughs> Probably shouldn't say that. But these are like, these aren't, these aren't DMs. These are like texts and calls her it is her number but for some reason she i don't know why what could i don't know if she's ever glanced at our socials or what, i feel comfortable but, saying it's blatant anti-semitism i'm just yeah. gonna throw that out there i'm a victim of the <laughs> that's a great way to get on our good side <laughs> Balls in your court, Dina. Come on here to defend yourself. I just accuse you of being a raging anti-Semite. Anything that doesn't go my way. Allegedly. Anything that doesn't go my way to chalk up to anti-Semitism. It's it's like my favorite. But it's really bad when I do that as a joke. Like in an HR environment. I've done that before in an office. And they're like, wait, wait. Are you feeling uncomfortable? Do we need to? I was like, I'm joking. They thought I was making an accusation against yeah. someone. And it was probably like my water spilled and I yelled, this is anti-Semitic. You know, like. <laughs> just, Luckily, just to be, there's no HR here at PCP. Yeah, oh, I was going to say that. And also just to be clear, I'm uh, we, we also don't have a legal department. So I'm going to retract accusing uh, Dean Lohan of what I just accused her for because we're lacking in both departments. Yeah. We're also lacking in funds too, because we're three grandiose hey. narcissists who spend all our money, yeah. you know. Oh. Ill. <laughs> oh, we're gonna we're gonna do like a, a nationwide tour of the podcast, but do the, the Sandoval route and just pay for everything ourselves and be horribly in the hole. <laughs> I can't wait for us to have a, a podcast presentation in an empty Long Long Island uh, venue. Great. <laughs> We're gonna be schlepping all our stuff in uh, in shopping carts around the country. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, we're so cool. <laughs> I think so. I think the goal for us, though, is to get people to pay us to stop talking or stop talking about I them. I don't know, like, if that's I don't. We could be pioneers in a new kind of like hostage blackmail of a blackmail I'm reverse sure sponsorship. That's extortion. I'm pretty yeah. sure extortion's been around for a while. But Let, we, let's can, we create, can capitalize on it. It's all about branding. We just to create a new a new term for it. Like they do that on Wall Street all the time and in banking. So we're gonna call it 
a a what's that called? They're gonna call it shorting the podcast, and it's a reverse sponsorship where they pay us to not they pay us to dissociate from their brand, mm. to sever ties from their brand. I don't think Dina can afford to pay us. I mean, I don't know. But there are a lot of celebrities we talk about who would gladly get rid of us, pay pay for us to go away. Yeah. Yeah. For us to not talk about their Ozempic slash Mongiorno use. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. We know somebody who is not wasting their money, and that is Kevin Costner on his new divorce now because he learned the hard way for his first divorce, not how to get screwed over on any subsequent divorces. He, he has 80 million reasons to not do that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For a shizzle. Yeah. Yep. This, yeah. this, oh, so this divorce is, uh, is, has a lot more questions than, than answers. Uh, it's very, very bizarre. The, uh, like it just, it, the news, evidently, the news broke last week, or no, early this week. She mm-hmm. she filed on uh, May first. His wife uh, Christine of eighteen years. So this was not like a like a gold digging, or if it was a gold digging situation, she was in it for the long game. She got three kids and eighteen years out of it. Uh, oh my god, the, the the Kanye song "Gold Digger." Eighteen years, eighteen years. She got <laughs> one of your kids. Got you for eighteen years. Mm-hmm. Yep. Except this one was three. They have a twelve-year-old, a fourteen-year-old, and a fifteen-year-old. Okay, so 12. So she gets an additional six years of child support minimum. Yeah. But but evidently, according to him, she fought. So she filed last week or on the first, and uh, he was uh, quote unquote blindsided by it. Like he had no idea it was coming, which I don't know, could could be possible. I don't believe that. And the reason why is the very same day his lawyer, I believe Laura Wasser, right? Well, she was ready has, with a she was ready with a statement like immediately. He has he has both of our patron saints on his on his payroll. He has his his um, his business attorney is one Marty Singer. His mm. divorce attorney is one Laura Wasser. So he is he's he's riding. Those right two high. are either going to end up being our best friends or our worst nightmares. Speaking about our last topic, with <laughs> is loosely loosely. Loose extortion, whatever we call it, reverse sponsorship, but especially Marty Singer. But, um, you know, his lawyer was ready the same day, like when the news broke with a statement. And it was, think, it was a very bizarre statement. That, that, that's the thing that left more questions. Yeah. Like here, the statement is, it is with great sadness that circumstances, that circumstances beyond his control, his, his being Kevin Costner, have transpired, which have resulted in Mr. Costner having to participate in a dissolution of marriage action. Which, that's fun. That's like a new conscious uncoupling. But yeah. like the, the lawyer flat out saying like, out of it was out of his control, which made people think like, what did she cheat on him? What what mm-hmm. what is out of his control? Uh but it's just very it's all very strange. There there were reports that like one that evidently that one of the reasons she she threatened to leave him was he she she wanted him to leave to leave Yellowstone. Which evidently he's doing now, but it was like she gave him an ultimatum. He's like, leaving he, it. He gets one point well, five mil an episode. He yeah, does quite yeah. well. Evidently, he and the uh, the creator of the show hate each other. 
So that's oh. probably it's not a it's not a great work environment. Yeah. And yeah. if you and if if I know Kevin Costner, if you ask Kevin Costner, the show would not exist without him. So he, yeah. I'm sure he thinks when he leaves, the show is done, which he's probably right. I mean, um, there were rumors that he was having an affair on set. And there were rumors were that he got somebody pregnant. Yeah. Mm. So it could be a num any number of things. But the the thing that's crazy. So yes, they they the 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 paperwork because there's a prenup the paperwork didn't spe- obviously doesn't specify any source or sort of support or anything she even checked that she doesn't want support because everybody's assuming it's part of the the settlement uh, yeah but nobody knows those terms except one thing that got leaked is that she uh, has to l- vacate their homes like they have three homes they had no joint property the entire marriage um, mm-hmm. and they have three homes I was actually shocked it's only three. Um, Three that she has to vacate, and reports said that some reports said she has to vacate within a month. Mm-hmm. So, which makes people think like he must have really done something for you to like peace out with three minor children, knowing you're going to be homeless in a month. Yeah, like that must he she must have been really hating that marriage. Mm-hmm. I I really want to see this prenup because usually. A lot of times they don't think that far out into the future. Like at 18, he, this prenup mapped out every step of the possible breakdown of the marriage and like 18 years out. And so, um, I would love to see it because it sounds so like ironclad and like thorough. I'm impressed. Because he lost $80 million Mm -hmm. from his first divorced from his first wife, Cindy, and they were together for 16 years. They also had three children mm. and so he like, six and a half. he has you know, seven. He said, he, yeah, he, he had, there was he had one a, in between. He, he, I, was, I was just about to get to that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. He had a, he had a baby in 96 or 98, sorry, 98 with another woman that he was seeing, but yeah, but he's got, so he has seven kids total, but he had three kids with Cindy then he had one out of wedlock, and then he had three with um, the, Christine. The, the the extra child, the one from between marriages, is is um, from the Rooney family, Mara and the billionaire family. Really, the, Rara, yeah. Mara, and, and I forget Rooney. her sister. Yeah, Kate, Kate, Mara, yeah. and Rooney. Mara, he was yeah. hooking up or dating, whatever, with a member of that family. I don't remember. Bridget Rooney. It's a, it's of the, of the Maras. Of the, and so that's Rooney's and the, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's not a bad gig. That kid might be richer than the father at this now, but they say uh, Kevin's worth like two forty. I mean, those are those celeb net worth estimates, which are like never accurate, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's a nice solid number. I'm sure it's probably up there. He's, he's been yeah. he's been doing this for doing this for a while, and he's yeah. and he's a smart. He's not a grandiose narcissist in that he doesn't spend all his money flat, flashily and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. I think you know he's invested his money wisely. He's well, he's like that. He, he's invested wisely in that hairline because uh, it's yes. looking good these days. That hairline <laughs> is stronger than it was ten years ago, allegedly. <laughs> yeah. It's not. It's look, str- look at photos. It's stronger. It's stronger. <laughs> that hairline is stronger than his English accent in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I love that English accent. The one that comes and goes. It was like halfway through the movie. He's just like, fuck it. I'm, no, I'm done. I'm done. Dude, halfway through sentences, it leaves. Like, it's just yeah. like, it's still one of my favorite Robin Hood movies, though. I still yeah. love it. Mm. Probably because I was a yeah. kid, you know, when it oh, came out. Classic. I also oh, love Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio too. So like, and Alan Rickman. So yeah, like, I think the, that's one of the really... best villains of all time. But yeah, yes. it's funny that like mm-hmm. the first fifteen minutes of the movie, he's Costner's trying so hard with a British accent, and then it just so disappears. So bless hard. his heart. Bless, bless, bless his, heart. his heart. Like being on a show like Yellowstone is like perfect for him. It's like, oh yes, it's Americana. Not like real acting. I I'm really excited for his ex-wife because I'm picturing this. Okay, it's actually the opposite, but I still am imaginary producer head. Is it Camille Grammer? Now Fraser, I call him Fraser. He is Fraser. Kramer, Kramer, Fraser. What the fuck is his? Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> Kelsey Grammer doesn't believe in prenups, so he gave, had to give her fifty mil. Now this one is pretty mapped out thoroughly but i mean she left with the like you were saying earlier must be pretty bad if she wants to bail with three minors but also i mean they reference the prenup in the filing and he says they'll address the prenup no they'll address alamo support through the prenup i imagine she knew she'd be taken care of he is like the, one of the highest paid actors on tv and That'll be, and I, I, I just want to see these numbers, and I hate mm. that they're not revealing. It's, it's rude. <laughs> it's rude that they're withholding from. Well, us. when we get Laura on the podcast, I'm sure she'll be very forthcoming. She's see, another one the- who doesn't seem to engage with us as much as we'd like. I, I don't know why. why. I wonder why. We try. Do we? Did you know? Are you? Are you? Are you hitting her up as much as you're hitting up Dina Lohan? As much as I like hit up. Yeah, you could as in be like, we should we should show we should show the PCP IG DMs because (laughs) they send out notif yeah, no, we shouldn't. See, this is why we need a legal department. (laughs) To to save you from yourself. (laughs) Actually, maybe you should hire Marty Singer for yourself. Oh, like actually, I think legally we have to say legal pit bull, Mar- Marty Singer. That's it's right. just like mm-hmm. Laura Wasser's Disso Queen. You have mm-hmm. to put that that title in front. Yeah. yeah. What if Marty Singer, legal pit bull Marty Singer, became the PCP lawyer? Oh, he'd be honored. I'm sure. I'm sure this is what he spent his career, his whole life, his whole professional life aiming for. He's been waiting for for a podcast like us. Yeah. <laughs> a, a, a middling pod- gossipy podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that says mean things about the people who actually pay his bills. So right. that's ideal. <laughs> We're going to be Just fast imagine friends. how much money we could make you, Marty. We could make you a lot of money. We could do a lot. Maybe you can do, do a lot these of damage and a lot of for good. us. Maybe I mean not shakedowns, reverse sponsorships. Maybe he can go to these brands and his client, whoever, and just be like, give them X amount, and they'll stop tagging you in stories in the middle of the night, or like. <laughs> Look, if people come to us willingly and are just like, hey, I'll give you this amount of money if you'll stop doing this, that's that's not extortion. This if is we gonna ask for up, it, that's extortion. This is going to end up on, there's going to be a true, pro, there's going to be 
someone else doing a true crime podcast about this podcast episode because we're basically <laughs> mapping out some very unsavory thing, questionable I'm just, thing. I'm picturing that I can't think of her name, the one who did the serial podcast, Sarah. Was it Sarah Voss? I can't think of her name, but like that amazing voiceover, she's going to be doing this to us. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I want somebody with a with a fake British accent to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Adele, why don't we get Adele? Let's get Adele. I mean, that's a real British accent. But yeah, let's get Adele. Do that. To not on PCP <laughs> as we delve into the legal issues on P- on the pre corrupt podcast. <laughs> we're going to talk to legal pitbull Marty Singer. <laughs> Please just keep talking yeah. like that. It's delightful. <laughs> Did Any you know of our UK listeners like, are like, please don't, please stop. Yeah, please Stacey, stop. stop. Please, please stop. Please stop. She's ruining it. She's butchering it. She doesn't know what she's doing. <laughs> Did you, you know that Kevin Costner was uh, in the process of making a body, a writing Bodyguard Two? Um, this was back in the late '90s, and he actually, um, it was going to be uh, Princess Diana was going to be the the female lead, and she agreed to do it. What? Like she was interested. She Does didn't, there was no script. Off? So she didn't No, No, absolutely. Look it up. She, um, look it up. Um, she, he approached ask her Diana. about it. <laughs> yeah. Ask ask her about it. No, he approached her and by the, by all accounts, she was interested. There was no script yet. So it's not like she agreed, but unfortunately, uh, the plan was derailed, uh, on August 31st, 1997. Uh, but she was interested and that is in, that would have been wild. A bodyguard with, because essentially Whitney Houston was playing herself. So Princess Diana could have mm-hmm. played some version of herself. Yeah, that's that would have true. been wild. You, now I'm thinking about his track record with bodyguard clients, Ooh. and I feel bad. I did see a tweet uh, though, and I really wanted to believe it too. Some people out there believe his marriage is ending because of the one true love of his life was Whitney Houston. It's just for fun, but I like to believe it. You know, he like gave the eulogy. I mean, they really had some kind of profound respect. Yeah, they really liked something. each other. They were yeah. like very close. They became very close. But I, I think people want to believe it was more, but. We always want to believe it's more. We always want to believe it's more <laughs> than it really is. Yes. Speaking of movie stars hooking up. I don't know. I don't talk about things like this. I'm pure and innocent. But you filthy people with no moral compass. This is this this week's installment of what is Gwyneth Paltrow doing this week? (laughs) It's a little wordy. I'll work on the the title of that segment. But it's basically a weekly Gwyneth Gwyneth Paltrow segment Mm because I adore her so. And everything she does makes me continue to love her. She uh, She was on the Call Her Daddy podcast this week. Which that that podcast is getting a lot of play lately. Like mm-hmm. I was not familiar with it until uh, Julia Fox was the first time I'd heard of it when she started going on it right after the Kanye stuff, and I was like, "Oh, that's a cool name for a podcast." And now it seems like some really huge stars are like yep. making news on it, which is pretty mm-hmm. cool. But yeah, she was uh, she was on there this week discussing her past love lives, and they played a game with her called Brad or Ben, uh, where basically they were trying to get. Um, details of her sex life with Brad Pitt and Ben Affleck out of her. And they succeeded because she doesn't have a, she doesn't have any sort of filter. 
Uh, mm. So she just told them whatever they wanted to know. And the, 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 the results were delightful. And she, she did this in front of her daughter, Apple, who apparently yeah, was there. The not as delightful for Apple. Apple was not, did not find it as funny mm. uh, that her, her, that her mom was playing a game of fuck, Mary kill. Uh, and one of, one of the answers was her father like that. It was, it, they asked Bonnet to play fuck, Mary kill with Brad Pitt, Ben Affleck. Chris we could Martin. just say like, um, Mary, wait, no, it, that's out of order anyways. Well, no, no, I'm just, yeah, I was just naming the people. She said Chris Mary. Martin, Mary, for obvious reasons. She said Brad Pitt, fuck. And she said Ben kill. Um, because, well, she, it was kind of weird that this, even stranger for Apple to hear is the way she talked about Brad Pitt is like her soulmate, which mm. is kind of got to be weird to hear as your mom talk about somebody else. And she she's also currently married again. She is. I yeah, mean, yeah. also her yes. husband, Falchuk, yeah. Brad, his, is his name Brad as well? Brad, Brad, Brad Falchuk. Falchuk. Yeah. Yeah. So she, she I mean, said that, that makes like things her, easier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't have to remember names if they all have the same name. Uh, she, she basically, she's comparing her, the, the sex life. She said that Brad Pitt was like the love of your life type of romance, like uh, major chemistry. And then she, she referred to Ben Affleck as that he was technically excellent at sex, that she used that term technically excellent. She might've mm-hmm. as well just said technically proficient. Right. It's like the way you describe like a boring machine. Yeah, I don't know what that means exactly. Like, obviously, I mean, I guess it means she had a good time, but like, it was like uh, lacking something, lacking personality. On its surface, if you say somebody is technically excellent at something, it sounds like a compliment. But the context of this, when you hear her say like, love of my life, and then go to Ben Affleck and be like, he was technically excellent. But then what she followed it up with was then she said, Ben, yeah, God bless him. So that kind of undercut everything she said about technically excellent. It was kind right. of like, I'm, I need something nice to say. You know when uh, J-Lo, before J-Lo and Ben Affleck got back together, this was when she was still, I think, in her past, her last relationship before Ben. So within the past like couple of years or so, a late night talk show asked and she ranked Ben the worst of her partners. Her, her husband's boyfriends. I don't remember the con- what she was ranking, but she basically had a compliment for everyone and was like, oh, fuck Ben. And then she ended up a few, maybe she was trying to throw us off the scent because then she shortly afterwards rekindled with Ben. So I don't know, but it sounds like his exes don't like him. But this is the thing though. They say, do not marry the best sex of your life. Like, mm. Because truly, like, the best sex I've had is with fucking psychopaths. Like, it truly has been amazing. It has been magical. But they have been toxic human beings. So, yeah, you marry the you marry the technically proficient guy. You, you marry the guy who, like, isn't necessarily bad at bed. But it's just like, you know, he gets the job done. But you know what else he does? He takes out the trash and he washes the dishes without me having to ask. And he goes to Dunkin' Donuts. Right. He picks me up a he picks me up an iced coffee while he's at the Dunkin'. You know what I mean? He also he does the minimum three days a week workout too to keep himself at least still moving. So, you know, mm. that's what he does. That's J- J Lo was actually on the the view the next day after this podcast aired. Yes. And so she clearly because the, the hosts were kind of trying to get something out of her because this mm-hmm. this had kind of made news. So she clearly had to know what was going on. And they kind of were asking her about Ben, kind of looking for 
you know, if she'd, if she'd make some quip and all she could do was talk about how great a father he is. He was mm-hmm. just, she, her quote was like, he's an amazing dad. He's honestly the best dad I've ever seen. I mean, she could have thrown him a bone and made some sex. I mean, it's the view. So she's not going to go super into sex lies, but she could have done something like clearly that's what they were going for, but that's the best she could come up with. He's a good dad. I mean, this is a woman who will fly a belt. It's true. First class. Oh, as we learned last week. Yeah. So and like, we were the first to break that. <laughs> I think it's I think it was smart of her from a PR angle not to address that. Then it would be getting into something kind of sorted with her versus Gwyneth. Yeah. yeah I think she was sides if it was just like them asking with no it would have been funny. But when it's like them challenging her with Gwyneth's answer. It's kind of like she was avoiding something awkward. But it could have been the start of one of like the great all-time feuds. Like it could have been a modern day Carol Lombard, Joan Crawford. (gasps) Here we go. I don't know which one's which, (laughs) but (laughs) if we're doing blonde brunette, if we're doing blonde brunette, we can probably figure out which one's which, but that does not bode well for Gwyneth. That story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, no. I'm sorry. JLo over Gwyneth. The JLo, remember Gwyneth came was born with an advantage. She was born in the industry and her brand is being obnoxiously privileged. JLo created an empire from humble beginnings and is a so such a perfect I would I would never mess with JLo. True. I yeah, no. She's, no. Gwyneth uh, doesn't intimidate me. I respect JLo. Her hustle is flawless. You know who I'd really like to hear on Caller Daddy podcast doing a fuck Mary Kill or rating your ex lovers is uh, Camilla Queen Camilla Parker Bowles of Windsor. <laughs> yeah, I'm so I'm so glad we got into this. It was the highlight of my weekend, and I've been I've been biting my tongue this entire time to get into the the greatest weekend of my life. I can't believe you watched that entire thing. I, I tried to watch three thirty in the morning to you... watch. Okay, did you really get up to watch it, or did no? You just... I'm to be fair. I am up at four o'clock in the morning. Uh, to be fair, okay. So I'm I'm not like a royalist anti. I'm indifferent to the royal family for the most part. Mm-hmm. I find these types of ceremonies fascinating. And you know, I, I I get that there are points in either way, like waste of money, all that. I get it, but. Like I'm not, I'm not ashamed to. Well, to be fair, the the four major, I don't count jubilees as major events, but like the major events of our lifetime, royal family related. Um, I two of them I had to work, that so I had to watch them: the uh, Charles and Camilla's uh, wedding in 2005, and then oh. William and Kate's wedding in 2011. I had to work those because at Entertainment Tonight we covered them, and then at E we covered them. Um, Charles and Camilla's wasn't like televised though or anything. Um, right? No, no. We the we Queen had a, didn't attend that one. The no. Queen bailed on the reception or the yeah. No, we had like a, a feed from the the yeah. It was not co- it. Mm. It was not covered like these at all. Well, the Kate yeah. and Williams was. We did a live show for Kate and Williams. I for, I think we, we sent a, you. I think Juliana was over there. I think we sent. That her. was. A, I mean, that was the Disney fairy tale wedding. Yeah. Of all. And, the, and then I watched Harry and Meghan just because I'm, I'm here for that drama. Yeah. So I, I watched I mean, that bad boy. Well, you know, the royal event of our lifetime that this 
yesterday, the coronation was haunted by and will live in the shadow of. Nothing was bigger. It's a where are you now? Where were you? Where do you remember? Diana's funeral. Mm-hmm. And I like mm-hmm. to think of the chaos surrounding this coronation as Diana's revenge. I agree. They live in, Camilla will always live in her shadow. Yeah. I love but that. But the side chick rules now, though. Like, yeah. She wins. She, I mean, it's she unfortunate. Wins. She totally, like... I don't... I mean, we I all watched, lose with Camilla on the throne. But, yeah. I watched... I Because I, I didn't... I wasn't up for it, and I didn't really care. I, it wasn't until the afternoon uh, after teaching class, and I was like, oh, let's see. And so I, I watched... Like five minutes of it on the YouTube, and I I think I laughed through about three minutes and forty five seconds of it because it just was so ridiculous. I think because the other ones, any of the royal stuff that I've watched before has been I haven't watched any of the jubilees. I don't care. I don't give yeah. a shit. Were the weddings, and that's a wedding. Like you kind of know what's going to happen at a yeah. wedding, and so this is just mm-hmm. like a more like grandiose wedding so all the other stuff that was like happening there i just i just found it so ridiculous and i just could not stop laughing i just i was really i was really surprised i even like kind of said i was like why are you laughing and i was like i don't know why i'm laughing this is just so stupid so i was oh like it was "Hmm." yeah they the as i mean the thing was like two hours the the ceremony itself was like two hours long. And there was a part where they basically just kept showing up with new accessories, handing him new accessories that were just the most, they, they were getting more and more absurd as it went on. Like he and was this first is a pres- pared down one first. too. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what he says. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like they handed, they were, they handed him like a set of like spurs. It started off with spurs. Then he was mm-hmm. presented with two swords. One was the sword of state. One was the sword of offering. Then um, he was handed bracelets, like these special royal bracelets. Uh, then he was handed the robe of a state, and he's putting these on like one at a time. It's getting like I feel bad for him, but yeah, that shit looked heavy. This sounds like one of those like Hobbit movies. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. <laughs> then, then he he was given the sovereign's orb, which if you've seen the photos, it's yeah, that gold thing he was holding mm-hmm. that has like a little cross on it. Then this part I thought would, would would catch Jordan's attention. He was presented the Sovereign's Ring, um, mm-hmm. which is also known colloquially as the Wedding Ring of England. Um, oh. Then he was handed my, this is my favorite part, the Royal Scepter with Cross, which is really well, badass that he was holding. The uh, scepter, the, if it's a scepter I'm thinking of, it holds one of the largest diamonds in the, the world. Large, it's largest the, clear-cut diamond in the world. It's a cullinan, which is a certain set of diamonds. Yeah, it's And the, um, it, honestly, it was stolen from Africa, yeah. Uh, but well, it's, it's, called, it, this, it's called, it's the Cullinan One diamond, officially, yeah. but it's its name is the Star of Africa. Yeah, um, and it's like the jewel of all crown jewels. If I know English history, that was definitely gotten above the board. They got that was there was no bloodshed <laughs> in getting that diamond. Yeah, um, not a blood diamond whatsoever. It's, it's five hundred and thirty carats. <gasps> five hundred and thirty carats. Do you need it's a moment not, to yourself, Jordan? I do. Even, it's been even, in, it's been in use since sixteen sixty one. Is when they I'm they that scepter to, was. I'm trying to process it, not even through the lens of like candy spike Elizabeth. I can't. It's just like the biggest fucking diamond ever. Mm-hmm. 
And it wasn't even the gaudiest thing. That the, the very next thing was Saint Edward's crown that he puts on. That was probably the gaudiest thing. Mm-hmm. Which and that one's been in that one has also been in around since 1661, which is pretty damn yeah. impressive. Thing Did you heavy. see how humble they were? Not like I think what was it, Camilla? Um, she didn't commission a new crown. I think she no. They're trying to project modesty with this and the trim down thing. So like Kate didn't wear a tiara; she wore a crystal headpiece. But she also wore it with Diana's earrings. Mm-hmm. Is you going to find out here? I am very much pro Team Diana. I don't believe in Kate versus Megan. I like them both, and they serve different roles. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not pitting one. I think they're both amazing, or, or not amazing because I'm not that invested. I think they're both cool. I like them. They make great pictures. But I am Team. Diana mm-hmm. and um that that horse of a woman on the throne horse and ho- no uh yeah no so yeah that that is she funny. wore Diana's earrings the that was when you were the whole time I'm watching that thinking I thought this was supposed to be streamlined this this is not over the top like mm-hmm. what in the hell did they used to do and right. then that was like that was like the one thing was um they made a point of saying that uh yeah Camilla was wearing the queen um the queen mary crown which was mm-hmm. uh, um charles's great grandmother uh, george the fifth so it was yes it was it elizabeth's was grandmother, grandmother grandmother elizabeth's yeah. grandmother queen mary so which was it was only built in uh built it was like from the early 20th century so it's not that old mm. a crown but uh but camilla was to, to show how they were skimping money it was like you said it was the first time a cons like they they, they used the prince edward crown or the King Edward crown, excuse me, mm-hmm. St. Edward crown. God damn it. Um, that's used for coronations, but like the consorts, the crowns that they wear for all these coronations, this was the first time that a crown was recycled since um, 1727. So yeah. they're, pin- you know, they saved a little bit of money there by not making Camilla a new one though. The funny thing, and they sort of joked about it on the broadcast is that it had to be resized. Um, this beautiful crown had to be resized because evidently Camilla has an enormous head. Like they very matter of factly said, were said during the broadcast, like, yeah, it had to be resized because her head's huge. And you could actually see it. Watch them put it on her head. It does not mm-hmm. fit well. And as somebody with an enormous head, I feel that. I feel it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, they, they did not need to call her out on the, sh- on the broadcast. That seemed a little unnecessary. Well, I'm glad they didn't. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Diana, I mean, she she kind of got her revenge from the beyond because like the, all they kept all all the the pieces I kept reading afterwards were talking about the lack of star power, like celebrities mm-hmm. showing up. A lot. It, I, this is so American centric. A lot of American like blogs and things kept saying like only two celebrities showed up because they because the only only two American celebrities showed up: Lionel Richie and Katy Perry. Yeah. And the only reason they showed up is because they performed at the special concert today. Like I don't think anybody cared about them being at the wedding. Um, but there were other British celebrities like Emma Thompson was there. Um, and our, my, our, our Lord and savior, uh, Joanna Lumley, uh, Patsy yes. Stone from Patsy. Uh, absolutely fabulous. She was there. Um, I mean, you, she's been around you, since the time of the stone that 
King Charles had to sit on mm. that's from Scotland. <laughs> I think she might have brought it down. Her her age is undetermined, by the way. If you watch Absolutely she's, Fabulous. Yeah. She's ageless. Her age is, no, like on the show, they didn't know whether yeah. she was like 45 or 75. Like mm. that was the- It's one of the funniest things the about show. it. You're always. By the way, I will say it's like a Lionel, 39. <laughs> Lionel and his first wife, Nicole's mother, Brenda, they also knew Diana. Mm-hmm. They go back, so he's been he's been in the royal orbit for a while. I like Camilla in that she's a a comedic foil, you know. For the it's it's just it, like and she she has helped make the memes even better. Like we have at least over the last few days, it's been a far less Vanderpump Rules memes and way more. King Charles and Queen, you know, King Tampon and Queen Tampon, you know, memes and stuff like that. Like, it's been hilarious, like, all the stuff and, like, watching Katy Perry try to find her seat. That was fun. <laughs> but she had a good sense of humor about that because, you see, she t- she tweeted afterwards. She's like, guys, I finally found my seat. So yeah. she knew she knew that she became a meme. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was actually shocked that the um, – I mean, I didn't know which celebrities – you know, you see the, the same sort of celebrities showing up to like the, well, the wedding was a little different because Megan had friends like Serena Williams and things like that. But um, generally speaking, I was actually kind of shocked there were no Beckhams because the Beckhams are like, especially David, huge royalist. Mm-hmm. Um, like David waited in line six hours to see Queen Elizabeth's body. Like he did not skip the line. He waited in line and he's, he's very open about being a big royalist. Cause I think his mother was or something. So like he was and. And Vicky was, uh, she posted about it yesterday. She posted photos of like her and the Spice Girls with when he was Prince Charles and said like. I thought you you meant Vicky Gunvalson. Oh yeah, Vicky (laughs) Gunvalson is there. Yeah, Vicky Gunvalson, famous Honestly, because you said Vicky, I was like. I refer to Vicky Beckham as Vicky. I just know her as Posh. Posh, okay, Posh. Yeah, but she posh posted, Spice. but neither of them were there, and obviously they could have had scheduling issues. I don't know, but it, that was that surprised me because of all of all British celebs, they're famously like Team Royal. I think it was a gift that some of these celebrities didn't come. A gift to Charles because the whole couple is lacking star power. They're not glamorous. It's not Diana. They don't have that Kate Middleton. William, youth on their side. Um, they're not exactly JFK and Jackie. You know, that kind of like star power. They don't have that star appeal. And again, too, it was a gift that Megan didn't come to him because mm-hmm. she would have overshadowed them. And I'm mm-hmm. saying that in a good way. She has yeah. every right to. Um, I feel like people were backing off so so the little prince could feel like he finally had his day. He was, it was his day that he had waited 75, mm. I don't know, 76 years for. And if there were like majors, even, yeah, they would have been overshadowed. I mean, they're already, was, it was in the shadow of Diane. That's the absence, I feel, pop culture. Well, they they couldn't with. even get for the um, the big concert today. They, they were having, that was a struggle bus trying to get um, acts. Like they were going for the, I mean, they were aiming high. They were shooting a high. Like they, they asked Adele, uh, Harry Styles, uh, Ed Sheeran, uh, all turned them down. Uh, you know who also turned them down? Friend of the show, Robbie Williams. <gasps> that's that star. You see, you ask if he had star power. He just turned down the coronation. Mm-hmm. That's star power. But funnily, funnily enough, funnily, um, 
a band that did perform at the concert? Take that, Robbie Williams' old band. Ah! Go figure. Wait, I have a I have a fun fact about Ed Sheeran turning the coronation down. He said there was a conflict of scheduling, but what really happened is Lionel Richie's performing at the coronation, and Ed Sheeran is here in L.A. filling in for Lionel Richie on the show. Mm. What is it? I'm American, American Idol. Idol. Yeah. Oh. That there was no conflict of interest. He just Ed Sheeran just didn't want to go. So wait a minute. Wait, but wait a minute. That means two two stars from American Idol weren't there. Lionel Richie and Katy Perry were there. I don't know who else is. No, no. Oh, not, you mean, oh, you mean weren't on the show? Weren't on the show. Well, Ed, Ed Sheeran. I, I Ed Sheeran was also in the. I mean, so this is why he legit kind of had it. Although you can fly, you can fly to England on a on a dime. But like he was, he was in L.A. for a trial. Like, or you know, he had his. No, uh, that trial his, was in New York. Oh, was that New York? But he was, that was in, in New York. Yeah, but he was. But he was. He was available to fill in for Lionel Richie to go to the coronation. But he said he wasn't available for the coronation. He didn't want to go. I yeah, think a lot no, of people. No, it's are, not I mean, a... we're not going to see Elton John there. No, fuck no. That's for sure. The um. Yeah, I don't know. They, I was so passionate about the Spencer family, but I really am worked up. Team Diana. The uh, the the concert the the final lineup for the concert was not exactly a who's who. I uh, like it. Like I said, it was Katy Perry, Lionel Richie. Um, Take that was there. Uh, Nicole Scherzinger, everybody's favorite pussycat <laughs> doll. Um, Andrea Bocelli. That's a big get. I'll give him that. That's a get. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He's been I, on have Beverly Hills I have to go back to Nicole Scherzinger. That is perfectly on point. That is Camilla's theme song is Don't You Wish Your Girlfriend Was Hot Like Me. Mm. PCD. I'm sh- if she sang that song, even better, because I would just be like, there we go. But at the same time, I'm sure Kate was looking off at her side eye at William's side piece, who apparently mm. was there Rose. at the coronation because she's some lady or whatever. I don't Rose know too much about something. that. But yeah. yeah, she's like one of those are like ladies. She's aristocratic. Yeah. Whatever. I Supposedly. love Nicole Scherzinger. I, I, I get, oh, yeah. I, I make no Why couldn't they get any British talent? We'll take that. <laughs> take that's British. Well, and Nicole, yeah. she, she actually, we make fun over here because, you know, former pussycat doll. Uh, but she actually is big over there because she, she hosts X Factor. Um, so yeah. she actually is a fairly big. It's, it's funny that, like, like you said, Lionel Richie and Katy Perry, so well known for American Idol here. Uh, Gary Barlow from Take That and Nicole Scherzinger, longtime host of The X Factor, their version of American Idol. So it was like basically the entire lineup was just host of singing shows, mm-hmm. basically. And Andre Bocelli. Yeah. And Steve Winwood. A- randomly, Steve Winwood was also a performer at the concert. Valerie, Wait, but so yeah. Andre Bocelli. Hey, he on. might be litigious. Hey, let's let's calm it down with the singing there, Adele. Wait, but Shelley was on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, right? He did a thing with David Foster, if I remember correctly. I mean, that would did make it, sense. One of those concerts, uh, I could be wrong, but I feel like his name was thrown. No, he was. I mean, it makes sense. And one of those David Foster Yolanda things. So I'm glad at least that represented. You had <laughs> I, mean, Lionel Ra- okay. I don't remember that, but Vanderpump's not there. Who? But you had Lionel, who's connected to Brenda. To Lionel, who's connected to Kathy. 
there you go. Now we have Andre, who's Andrea Bocelli. I'm trying to make the I'm trying to make the coronation and Bravo right. You're trying now. to do a six degrees of separation yeah. from the coronation to to. I mean, you yeah. you got it. That's pretty good. Well, okay, I don't know where we're going. Andre to David Foster. No, no, no. Here we go. You go, you go, Katy Perry, who is, who used to date John Mayer, and John Mayer dated Sheena, and Sheena dated Brandy's husband, Eddie Cibrian. There you go. Back to. See, now I understand this so much better. Yeah. Put it in the you also could have done the Lionel to Nicole Richie to Paris to Kathy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. God, you were trying to make it way too hard on yourself, man. Yeah, yeah. So we have. Do you know what my prediction is? Okay. Or maybe this is like fan fiction that I'm writing, but whatever. That's all the internet is, fan fiction. Yeah. So, okay, they got through they got through the coronation fairly smoothly. And Megan didn't come so that, you know, they the, the core royals got to shine whatever. But in that moment, Kate arrived in Diana's earrings. That was the only piece of major jewelry she wore. That's everything is very deliberate and symbolic in a coronation. So those were a choice. There's meaning behind everything. Now I want to set the stage for when the media leaves them alone, Megan and Kate, and it turns to Camilla versus Kate, the queen versus the the prostitute, the mistress queen and the princess of Wales. (laughs) <laughs> the royal the royal battle there because i don't know i, I think the royal really... battle will happen once once um and i'm not wishing it but look king charles is is how old right now like yeah. almost 70, 80 i think he's mid 70s I don't get yeah, something. It's like seventies, 70s. 70s, Anyway, yeah. basically, we're going to be having another coronation in like twenty years. Let's be like <laughs> maybe less 20, than that. Twenty. I, I'm okay. be, well. Hey, hey. The queen lived for how long? She was in her mid nineties. Yeah. So parents, Philip, he, Philip lived to yeah. And his grandmother. There is longevity yeah. in that. These people family. lived the a long mother. time. So look. I'm going to give Charles another 20 years. So I had a really bad interaction. Well, I, I held myself back, but I guess I'll say it on here. Someone posted like it was, it's a British, um, British reporter tweeted something of kind of making fun of Camilla's outfit. Like it wasn't fitted properly or something. I don't know. I looked at the picture and under Lee Radswell, I commented the shoulder details look like back straps backpack straps it kind of looked like she had a backpack on and then someone commented it's osteoporosis her mother and grandmother died of it and i wanted to comment back so there's hope <laughs> but i was like you should have but i didn't i showed restraint Oh my god! Instead, I'm broadcasting it out here. Yeah, you should restrain for a few days, a day, a day. I didn't know until we started talking about it how passionate I am about that. Yeah, I really don't like Camilla, and I mean, I'm always cheering for the schemer. I'm always like, get that money, you know, Mm -hmm. break up that happy home, do what you have to do, take his heirlooms. But I don't know. I am surprised by your vitriol towards uh, Camilla. I think it's because Diana was iconic. Yeah. Um, she was England's 
I guess Jackie or whatever. It just wasn't the, I mean, it's not Camilla's fault. The woman died, but it's just the monarchy. I feel is so much about it. Why the public supports it is the fairy tale. Mm-hmm. And this is not the fairy tale ending that we were promised when oh, wow. Charles chose the young Spencer bride. Thanks to the internet and globalization, we just all now know that fairy tales aren't real, which is just sad. So yeah, the fairy tale just true. gets dashed. Didn't work out easily. for Jackie. Didn't work out for Diana. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it will work out for Kate Middleton. But Fingers crossed. But you know what? I always have hope for, for Prince George, future king, Prince George. Yeah. That he will he will right the wrongs of millennia of English kings. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it didn't didn't feel right what they did to, what they did to my boy Prince George, making him hold the hold the train of uh, Charles's cape. There, he's a future king. Why why is he doing this manual labor shit? Mm-hmm. That's not you know, no. He, he's got to earn his keep. He's got to earn no, his keep. No, that's I what think, you, you put. You put Louis, Prince Louis out there, the spare. You put the spare out there. You, you can't the, control Louis. You can't control Louis. Oh, no. Louis. That, oh, he would be. I mean, he, that man is that man. He's a little boy. He's a walking meme. Everything yeah. he does. But what do you expect? He's like a, what, five, four or five years old? Of course Something he's going like to act out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it, it, yeah, yeah. It, was just, it was jarring to see a future king like carrying a train. He, you know, he's got to earn his keep. More. He's got to learn all the different levels of what it's like to be in the royal family. So, you know, he's got to learn if if that's the only manual labor he does in his life, I'm all for it, you know, because I doubt the boy's going to have to scrub a toilet, you know? So there we go. If he has to hold his grandfather's cape, the coronation. What an odd, what an odd early memory to have. I think they all have a lot of odd memories in that family. Like, and they don't realize it. They have no idea that these would be, that these are odd to basically (laughs) 99.999% of the population of the earth. Yeah. In lieu of a coronation, why don't you get all of your friends and families and enemies and trolls to listen, to like, to subscribe, to rate, to review the Pretty Crep Podcast on wherever you listen to your podcast. Make sure that you follow Pretty Crep Podcast on TikTok and Instagram at Pretty Crept Podcast and on Twitter at Pretty Crept One. And then you can also follow Nate, Jordan, and I and on those different places. And uh, yeah, listen to us. We drop every Tuesday a new episode full of Jordan's hot takes and allegations. <laughs> And Marty Singer, we're coming for you to to represent us. That's yeah, I was going to say, don't that don't, that sounds like a threat. Do not no, threaten yeah. Marty. No, we're not threatening Marty Singer. <laughs> we're we're welcoming him into the fold. And Adele, I will take accent lessons from you anytime. Not singing lessons because I can't sing, so I'm not even going to try that. But I will take accent lessons from her anytime. I think she's still in LA. So there, there's an invitation to Adele. There we go. Mm-hmm. All right. Any who wants to say goodbye? Jordan. We're the Crown Jewel of Podcasts. <laughs> was that was that your goodbye? And so, so yeah. cheers. <laughs> cheers. Cheerio. Good day. By the way, that's Australian. I know. That was that was that was a joke. <laughs> Just some Commonwealth. <laughs> yeah. Adios.